right, all right, all right. So John Morant in his past four games, how many of them are above 30 points? Four? Three. So it's like, oh, that's disappointing. How many of those are above 40 points? Three. Two of the three. Or no, three of the three. Hasn't he How set many... hold on, hold on. hasn't he set the Memphis Grizzlies franchise record in like three consecutive games? Uh you are speaking correct, sir. Um and so tonight, the night we are recording this, John Morant has dropped fifty two points. Beast. Yeah. So it was forty four. Then it was 20, so I was like, oh, maybe he's, he just had a really good game. Uh, last game, he had 46 on a crazy percentage. He just dropped 52 on an even crazier percentage. And he's not taking free throws like everyone else. So he's a cheat code. Bro, he took seven free throws and only made four of them and still scored 52. How many threes did he hit? Four. Bruh. Yo. 22 of 30. That's not okay. Like, I don't really follow basketball, but that's not okay. So uh, the craziest part about this, everyone at home also, um, do me a favor and watch this one clip of him hitting a shot before halftime. Steven Adams, the center for the team, throws it all the way down the court. He catches it midair, puts it back up as time expires and scores it. I thought you were going to talk about the 360 layup. Oh, no, because that I'm pretty sure that was yesterday. Yeah, that was or yesterday. a couple of days ago against uh, the Bulls. Yeah, so John Moran is absolutely broken. He's in what, his yes. second year, right? Uh, this is his third year, but this it's very similar year? to a lot of other point guards. Okay, yeah. so he he's, he's insane. He's one to look out for. Yep. Go to Carl for your basketball stuff. I don't know Jack. Jaws better than D Rose right now. If he makes it to the conference <laughs> finals, like I, I will give it to him, bro. He, he is crazy. He's averaging more points on a better percentage on a worse team and carrying them better right now. So that's my personal opinion. Like Jaw doesn't have a DPOY defensive player of the year. If you guys are wondering, animal, animal. Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. How we doing? What is good? I don't know. Things are going well. That second episode last week with Brendan took me a long time to edit. Like a long time to edit. School was absolutely kicking my ass. But But it was a fun time. It was a fun time. He was great. I would love to keep working with him, have him on the show again. Very, very good conversation, and I signed off with this, but damn, he knows ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got a pretty good show planned out for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about... No, we have a bad one, actually. Shut up. Like, like what, what the hell? <laughs> I say the same thing every week. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I just want word. the violence today. Damn, <laughs> I just want the violence. Carl woke up and chose violence today. Okay, so well, I didn't sleep today, so <laughs> that's fair. 
So we're going to be talking about the big news that came out of FIFA and UEFA. Uh, we're going to talk about that unbelievable Carabao Cup final. We're going to talk about the sadness that is Marcelo Bielsa out. Yep. And also we have to mention something about ourselves. But what? It, it'll, it'll, it'll be entertaining. Okay. Um, and then we're going to roast Carl's team. I, that's typical. I, I'll join you on that. Yep. Shit. Yep. I'm wearing a jersey, but I'll still do that. And the last thing we're going to touch on before predictions is Everton City and the confusion that is VAR in the Premier League because it, it's problematic. Yeah. So just to start, as everybody knows, obviously at this point, Russia has invaded Ukraine, which is yeah. horrific, illegal, based on things that have been signed in the past between governments, and just something the world doesn't need right now. Yeah, we're currently, like, not to be, like, a pessimist here, but it seems like we're on, like, the brink of World War Three if everything goes in the wrong direction. So I'm hoping it doesn't, and I'm hoping we're all chilling, but... It's not looking the best right now. A lot of treaties are being broken and a lot of current like diplomatic situations are not going the way that they should. But so, we're we're not a global news podcast, so we're gonna exactly. we're gonna slide into the football implications as to what happened. And yes. so FIFA and UEFA have banned Russia, the Russian Football Federation, yes. from all competitions. Yes. UEFA has moved and they also, the Champions oh. League final out of St. Petersburg and moved it to France. Spartak yep. Moscow has been pulled out of the Europa League and RB Leipzig is getting a bye into the quarterfinals. Russia yep. is no longer allowed to participate in the World Cup playoffs that are happening this March. And the yep. Russian women's team has been pulled out of the Euro. Yep. So uh, big news because they're cracking down. FIFA and UEFA yep. really have decided to crack down on this global situation because other countries have complained directly and also directly said they were not willing to play the Russian side. Yep. So... In that situation, you don't have an opponent, so you aren't going to instantly get a buy in yep. that situation. And then also, apparently the Russian Federation wants to challenge this ruling. Um, they think yes. that it shows ill will towards Russian fans, Russian supporters, Russian athletes. Um, sorry. I'm pretty, sh I'm pretty sure I read one thing where like Russians who aren't entirely like, it's hard to not be entirely for Russia. If you're like a direct Russian citizen, there's but, a um, lot of like Russian people, citizens who aren't for Russia. There's a lot of protesting of what's it, going on within the country, but go on. What I'm saying is like being public and everything and yeah. like not having backlash from a, the society. Yeah. But, um, Though I heard that they were attempting to try to like rename like the football side or like the Russian team and or 
and try to break away sort of in order to ha- allow them to still play. Like I read something about that, but Do you I, know what I your don't source know is exactly. Uh, let me double check. Right. I may be just speaking out my ass. Yeah. I just, I, cause that sounds a little out there. So I just kind of want it verified before we get to any yep. uh, backlash on that. But <laughs> my, my thing was from foot mob and I don't know, like, they were saying that sports should be apolitical, and I kind of understand that, but at the same time, like, you know what I mean? You shouldn't... Actions have consequences, and they're not absolved from whatever happened just because they're not political. Like, they represent the nation of Russia, and... The country's doing horrific things. Soccer, soccer's world governing body has also declared that the national team must be referred to as the Football Union of Russia instead of Russia, while the Russian national anthem cannot be played at matches. That's what I was. Yeah. So that I that I was that is not Russia trying to break off. Other shit. Yeah, yeah. So they're I was not speaking out my ass. Yeah. It. I'm all for this, personally. Yeah. I do kind of feel for the athletes who have no part in the political side and have no part in the invasion. But Exactly. And I also feel for the people who are just there to be entertained by the sport and, like, are just, like, citizens who have nothing to do with... But at the same time, you represent the country and you have to deal with the consequences of what your country has done. Yeah, I it guess. is. It is what it is. I think this is a fantastic move by FIFA and UEFA. I do think that they made a good decision waiting to make this call until the IOC called for Russia to be banned from all sporting events. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree that there had to be acts by other nations in order to actually implement those rulings, because yeah. if it if it was just a direct ruling from FIFA. FIFA and UEFA, it would it would not be uh it wouldn't have not be too hot. Yeah, it wouldn't have looked great, but having the backing of the International Olympic Committee is having the backing of like everyone. <laughs> like yeah. sorry, like yeah. of the entire world at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm <sighs> I don't want to keep talking about this upsetting topic. No. So there's no point. Well, there is a point because things like this need to be discussed, well, but I feel like we've talked. Yeah, but we, we're just harping over it. Yeah, we've done our part. Well, not done our part, but we've, I feel like, talked about all we need to talk about <laughs> without dragging on. So we're going to move on. The, uh, Chief Keefe to Ukraine. What? <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, have you not seen all the memes? <laughs> I have, but we're moving on. We're moving on. Yep. <laughs> so. The Carabao Cup final was this weekend between Liverpool and Chelsea. And when I tell you that I have never watched a more exciting nil-nil match in my life, I mean it. Like, this match had everything. Edward Mendy... I miss said match because I was working. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was at lunch with my mom, who was up here this weekend, watching the game on our, like, we were both watching on my phone, like, propped up against a wall. But it, it, it was, it had everything, everything. Like, Ed Mendy made one of the best double saves I have ever seen in my entire life on Sadio Mane. Kamen Kelleher, and I don't know if I said that name correctly, um, I know I got the last name right, but Liverpool's keeper, who is their backup keeper, played a phenomenal match. Made great saves all over the pitch. Everyone on the field on both sides really played well, except for Mason Mount, who. Sorry, Mason Mount, but kind of lost the game for Chelsea. He hit the post like two or three times. He blew a bunch of chances. Everybody has an off day. Um, Havertz scored a goal or two that got ruled for offsides. Lukaku put the ball in the net. It was offsides. (laughs) Joel Matip scored a goal where Virgil van Dijk was ruled offsides. And there was a lot of complaints about that goal being ruled out, but van Dijk was in offside position and he affected Daniel James's ability or not Daniel James, Reese James. Wow. I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Leeds. Yeah. We'll get into Leeds a little bit. But Van Dyke affected Reese James' ability to get to his marker. And that that's an offsides play, even if you don't touch the ball. That's just how the game works. Yeah. The extra time was really entertaining as well. Fantastic saves all around again. And at the end of extra time, Thomas Tuchel subs out Ed Mendy to put in Penalty specialist, Kepa Arizabalaga, which is totally understandable because he'd done it twice in the yeah. lead up and Kepa had delivered. Yeah. But Carl, have you ever seen a penalty shootout get to the keepers? In FIFA, yes. In real life, no. So 10 for 10, both sides. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah, that's just absurd. That's just absurd. Like, Ibrahima Kanate took a pen, and the commentary was like, he didn't even think he was going to be on the pitch that day. Because he got subbed in in extra time. And, like, he drilled it. And then the keepers step up. Kelleher clutches, hits a very, honestly, like, a very well-taken PK, like, high hard Keppa went the wrong way they switch locations Keppa goes out to take his PK I don't think the ball has landed yet except for I know for a fact the ball has landed because on my TikTok for you page I saw this kid being like when your dad's a Liverpool supporter and he catches Keppa's PK ball and doesn't give it back and leaves with it <laughs> it was great it, I, i'm not gonna lie i'd do the same thing it was it was a great match i'm obviously very happy that liverpool lifted their record ninth league cup wow um, really the reds pulled even with manchester united for the most titles across all competitions for an english club with 66 yeah, we ain't getting none this season. No, you are not. Um, 
And then one of my favorite parts was during Liverpool's celebration, there's this just kid standing up there with the team. And no, no, like straight up. And Allison just looks at Klopp and goes, let him hold the trophy. Yeah. No, like, yeah, Carl. So this this kid gets his hands on the League Cup trophy and just starts like shaking it and celebrating. And then after the match, the reporters ask Klopp. They're like, so who was that kid? And Klopp was like, I don't know. Ali brought him over <laughs> and was like, let him hold the trophy. So they let him hold the trophy. <laughs> Honestly, I'd listen to Allison too. Why not? Absolutely like, made that kid's life. Yeah, exactly. Crap. Like, what would that do to hurt anything? Like, that Nothing. just made someone's, like, entire life. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, that's a great gesture, and it was a great game. So Liverpool are still on track to win multiple trophies this season i've read articles that the quadruple is still a possibility albeit very unlikely very unlikely but very possible very very possible they are one they're one of the ones in contention they're the only no one else is there yeah they're the only one one no one no one else is in contention for that but what i mean is like in contention for those titles that they can potentially win yes but like England, they, they England are in is the only in every single one. England is the only country in the world where you can win a quadruple without like yeah. a club world cup or whatever, because they have. But you have to win the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like Liverpool are one of the front runners, but yeah. I want to say they are the front runner. Um, like in the league itself, like they're one of the front runners. They aren't the current front runner. Correct. And like. Yeah, but they they've really shown out in these other yep. performances. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised. They're really showing out. I hate to say it, but I love Osala, to see it. Like we said last week, is the player of the year right now. Oh my god, his penalty! You could tell that he was still pissed off that he didn't get to take one in the Afcon final. <laughs> he ripped it like. Kind of side netting, kind of top netting. Like, that's how well of a taken PK it was. (laughs) Yeah. It was really, really an exciting match. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. I was like, (gasps) we lost. Oh, my God. Thank God the flag is up. I saw a meme that was like, this is going to be, like, joked about as an episode of Friends called the one where the flag stayed up. (laughs) (laughs) It, it was it was a game. I loved watching it. Yeah. Obviously, I loved it. All right. Move, moving away. Moving away to some into, sad news. Some sad news with a happy silver lining. Um, I, I want to start with the thing that I started the episode saying, saying that I'm going to roast us real quick. Um, The news that we're about to break is the <laughs> man who we predicted to be coach of the year. <laughs> Yeah, um, and um, also our player of the year and golden boot are very far off. Um, hold on, hold on, I Carl, just Carl, wanted Carl. to remind you guys that it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. 
Yeah, both of us not doing too hot. Not we too had hot. very similar predict. Also, we had Liverpool as fourth. Uh, I just want to let you guys know. So um, let's move on with our ridiculous predictions at the beginning of the season. Yeah, no, those were horrendous. Because I guess we actually are stupid. <laughs> well, you didn't need to guess that. We we know that we're stupid. Yeah. No. I mean, straight up, yeah. we're, we're, we're two American kids covering a sport on the other side of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. But Marcelo Bielsa and Leeds have agreed to part ways. It's the end of an it's era. very sad. No more eccentric coach sitting on a bucket on the sidelines. I used to love it. Although I do agree that it was time to go. I agree. Just based on this year's performance. And his reluctancy to change his style. Yeah. Like. Beelzebal worked for a season, I think, when no one knew what to expect. But when you could. Exactly, because it's all or nothing. When you could prepare for a team that's all or nothing. Like what. You go all out attack at them and they don't defend. Yeah, and also it's a really easy counter. Like, you could literally just park the bus most of the time and still be able to counter yep. pretty decently against that side. Yep. I mean, Outpossessing leads this season hasn't been an easy task for a lot of teams. But it's been because easier. Because their possession... Yeah, but it's been a lot easier. And also, like... It's just non-threatening possession that they have. They have the possession, but what are they doing? Just chilling on the wings with it, not even like sending crosses in the same like pressure that they were applying last year. Yeah, I, I just think, especially when you give up 10 goals in two matches and don't score, and one of those is a also, 4-0 defeat to Spurs at home. Yeah. Like, but I also don't want to take away from um, Daniel James's Rafinha's play because oh, no. both of them have been playing amazing this playing season. Fantastic. So I don't. I wanna... also don't want to take I, anything away yeah. from Bielsa himself. He did a fantastic exactly. job wanna... pulling leads up from the Championship, reestablishing them in the Premier League, where a club like yep. that with that kind of history belongs. So yep. I just kind of think that it had run its course. Yeah, I think it was a mutual departure that was good for both sides at this point. Because I I think Leeds could be in a very good position if they change their tactics. They can't be as all out. Like, bro, you can't have, like, a person back and expect to be, like, saving everything. Yep. Melier is not Courtois from last season. Neuer of prime. Or Courtois from this season. What are you on about? Courtois has been one of the best keepers in the world. Yeah, I know, but like Courtois last season was like to like in my uh, no 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 Courtois this season is better than last season. It's Courtois this season. Yeah, Jesus, I I'm mixing up this season and last season. Okay. Mendy from last season, I yeah. would say, was in front of Courtois. Yeah, I mean, Mendy won the Austin <sighs> Trophy, so yes. And also, um, I'd be saying, um, Gigi or not Gigi, Jesus, Donnarumma. GG. 
Yeah, Gigi. Why did I just well, think not, it was not, not. Gigi Buffon? Well, because they both go by Gigi, so a lot of the time Donnarumma is yeah. referred to as Gigio. Yeah, that's just, why. Just for the differentiation, I... but Gigi does work. Yeah, I just didn't want to mess that up that badly. Before, I, before we I get into the silver lining, before we get into the silver lining of the Bielsa departure, um, yeah. Buffon signed an extension with Parma through 2024. Let's go. So he's going to be playing till he's 46. Love that man. But the silver lining yep. for um, Bielsa, this is just from an American perspective. Jesse Marsh, yeah. former Leipzig manager, is. Um, taking over. I I think he's a quality manager. I think he has good tactics. I think he'll implement a system in the side that'll help them play more to their strengths. That's the main thing. I think they really need to do that in like developing through like Calvin Phillips and stuff. Yeah, I think they need to play to their personnel, not play to the tactics of a manager. And I think, I mean, obviously play to the tactics of the manager, but the tactics of the manager need to be personnel-based and not ideology-based. Yeah. So I I think Marsh is a good good replacement. I mean, they weren't going to be able to get, like, a top-tier replacement. They aren't a side like that. I'm just hoping for just the view of American footy's sake that he doesn't do a terrible job. Because we already have a bad rap on the global stage. And if he could raise leads, it would make every like yeah. America on the global footy stage look good. It's hard. Yeah, to, also, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't want to say football and America in the same sentence, because then it sounds like I'm talking about the yeah. NFL. So yeah. footy. Yeah. You know, um, I think it would be amazing for him to actually raise like America's image in that sense, but he has a large task in front of him, and I I'm hoping that he's able to to succeed because personally I like the lead side and I hope they succeed. So I think everyone likes the wishing lead them side. the best, bro. They can win against anyone at any, any given day. Last season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not this season. Not this season. Yeah, no, you you cannot say that in the same aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this next one. Yeah, this is the same team uh, that we're talking about with Leeds. Uh, you can't, like, they, they aren't going to win. So, uh, yeah, um, we're going to move on to Manchester United, or as I've been calling them <sighs> for the last couple weeks, uh, Paper and Pencil United. Because literally oh, all like, they I, do is draw. Bro, we're in fourth. Okay. But Arsenal still have like three, three games. Arsenal, in hand. I'm gonna I'm looking at Arsenal as being in fourth with those three games in hand. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at Spurs at potentially being in fifth too. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like Spurs are a little bit more Spurs. up and down. Arsenal have been playing very, very well lately, but we're doing this. Arsenal, re- we're doing I, this I reverse give. now. We're supposed to be talking about United, and now we're talking about Arsenal. Um, Jesus, why do we always? Um, it's just me. It's not it's, you. It's just you. It's just you. But 
I've been reading signs that apparently Ragnick is kind of growing tired of Ronaldo's lack of production. He believes that the club need to sign a young striker as a replacement next summer. If you, anybody agree. hasn't noticed, Anthony Alanga has been getting a lot more playing time. He's playing extremely well, but the main thing about it is that he's a more natural winger. Like, yeah, but he's the only one on your Greenwood. side that can uh, finish some chances lately. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. You do know Except, that you like you had a, here and there. You had a three on O in your last match um, against Watford where Bruno could have just yeah. laid the ball off to Ronaldo for a goal. And he shot yeah. it directly at the keeper who was about two yards in front of him. Yeah. Like, I think one of the problems is your entire side. Bruno pees his pants. I think Ronaldo's there. I think a lot of it is your entire side is playing for stats and they're not playing as a team. Yeah. Straight up. It's a huge yeah. problem. I completely agree with you I'm there. really hoping they get their shit together this weekend. Oh, I am too, but Jesus, you're just like the biggest optimist out there. No, no, I said hoping. Optimist I said prime? I said hoping. I didn't say I think they were going to. Uh, I think they're going to get bent over a barrel. Uh, okay. Okay, at, at least we both agree there. I honestly think it'll be like what Liverpool did to Leeds or um what Southampton did to uh, us um or like to, to, I I hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to be completely bent over a barrel and it's going to be aggressive. I think Sterling's going to have a hat trick minimum and it's just not going to look pretty. At least I have video games to like Yeah, but Carl, the next the next game we're gonna play is apparently so hard that it's also gonna make us wanna hate ourselves. Exactly. Life's gonna be great right now. (laughs) And the only other game we really play besides that is Rocket League, and we already hate ourselves. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Video games are supposed to be a helpful time to relax, but I feel like when Carl and I play them together. We we just Yo, bro, it is the complete opposite. You will see blood vel- blood vessels popping out of our skull. Like our our faces will be like if you guys are watching, like that close to the screen. Um, if you guys are wondering, I was probably like an inch away. Yeah, Carl, I don't have that problem. You're on a laptop. I'm on a three monitor setup with a 1440p main monitor. Nah, I'm leaning into this. Bro, are you not like um Nick Merckx when you do that? <laughs> like, no, you instantly Carl, get better. Carl, you turn got, your hat backwards dude, and you move forward. If I got this close like, to my screen, I wouldn't be able to see. You wouldn't see anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you... What? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't actually lean in far to all my right. laptop at all. But all right. I but do so, get really angry. So back to United before we move on to our last topic. I just think a lot needs to change. A a lot needs to change. You need new personnel. You need a striker. Let let me say as as the fan and as like the supporter, because um, we suck. So one thing we need to still figure out the center back situation, because Jesus Christ, we never did that ever. Like, why did we sign McGuire in the first place? You dips. Because he was really good at signing. 
Yeah, but never worth the price tag. Never worth that price tag. I own, I yeah, I don't know. Never worth that price tag. No, never worth that the price o- the tag. The only reason he could same with been, Ben well, White. I, I unless only, Ben White like becomes the only goaded. reason Maguire could have been worth that price tag is it's dependent on how many years he had left on his contract at the time of purchase, and I don't know. That's fair, but still, I don't think he's worth that price tag. Well, clearly not. I, I, yeah, like we see it now. He's not worth that price tag. Um, we need to sort like the midfield situation. Like it's been a lot better under Ragnarok, but like Jesus, like it, it's it's still hit or miss because well, of I gotta our interrupt you real quick. You know that's not his name. Yeah, of course, but like I'm going to call him that till the day I die. You know what Ragnarok is, right? Yes, from Thor. No, no, but do you know what it actually is? I don't know. It's the fall of Asgard. Okay, so Ragnarok. So by calling him Ragnarok, are you hinting that he's the fall of United? Because that happened a long ass time ago. I uh, know, like we we already had that a little while ago. Fergie left, like <laughs> we've been on a down <laughs> spiral. Um, Straight up, Jose has been the best manager you guys have had since. Yeah, I can actually disagree with that. I can only point in my face and make a straight face. And he just won you a Europa League and it. finished second. Yeah, shoot me in the face because <laughs> Jesus, like well, they that's lost all the Europa League final to Villarreal. You want me to leave the studio? Like, <laughs> nah, but like I said last week, you roast me off camera. I take my shots to roast you to to the audience because it's way more fun when people other than Kevin hear the roasts. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, man, you is just horrendous. We are dog water. You need a defensive like, midfielder. You need to shore up your back line. You need a striker. We just need to get rid of Ronaldo because he puts too much pressure on everyone to not play like a team and to try to be individuals. Like, everyone's trying to be like, oh, I need to get, like, these individual goals just like fucking Ronaldo. Like, we are Real Madrid of old where every yep. individual player has those individual goals already. Like, they yep. already had the achievements. Like, every single player on that Real Madrid side had every achievement that you would want from that position. Yeah. What else did you want from it? Nothing. Like, crap, maybe messy, but, like, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. and, like, I don't think bro, Ronaldo's like, washed. I just don't think he's the right fit for this side. Exactly. I just think they need a more team-minded player than a ball-dominant, like, player like that. Well, he, Ronaldo's not ball-dominant. Ronaldo needs proper services. Ball-dominant yeah, exactly. would be somebody who's on ball. Yeah. Ronaldo's very well, reliant. Yeah. Well, he's less on ball than he it's used to both. be. He's very, he's way less he, on ball than he used to be. That's true. That's true. That's true. He's a lot less on ball, but also with like his requirements to Bruno feel like more than it is to like anyone else. And of course it should be because Bruno's world-class, but Bruno feels to crack under the pressure. I feel like when he yeah. plays with Ronaldo directly, Yeah. because crap, he may even be decent on the Portugal team if Ronaldo wasn't there. Fair fair yeah that that's very optimistic because that's optimistic but i like bruno all right so enough on the paper and pencil side we're gonna move into the confusion that is var because 
So Everton and Man City. Foden scores the go ahead. City are up later on in the match. Rodri very clearly handballs in the box. Yep. It goes to VAR. VAR decides no handball, and then there's an a kick on the offsides line where Richarlison was offsides in the build-up to the play. If the call was that Richarlison was offsides in the build-up to the play, I totally understand. However, the officials stated that Richarlison's offsides wasn't even considered in the VAR review. So, one, why was the Richarlison offsides where the kick was taken from and not the offsides that occurred after the handball? And two, yeah. if you're not looking at the Richarlison possible offsides in the buildup, then that should have been a handball. It should have been a penalty. Yep. And that match should have, assuming it went in, should have been 1-1. Oh, no, it literally just should have been a penalty. Like, well, screw if it would have went in or not. On, they should have on. had the chance. But Richarlison was offsides in the buildup. I watched it. Yeah, exactly. So, like... Yeah, but but if you're what I'm saying is like if you go directly off what the, the official ref said, said but because my, I, I'm, my yeah, con- my confusion is the kick after the call was from yeah. the Richarlison offsides line and not the ladder offsides line. You get where I'm confused. You get where the entire fan bases yeah, are there, confused. There's no, there's no consistency. There's no yeah. like. VAR was brought There's nothing in, to base that decision off of. VAR was brought in to make it so we don't have to have these kinds of discussions. And I feel like we have them more and more now. I feel like we... All right. So to start off, we weren't having the discussions. We were a little happy. And I literally feel like they just tweaked it in some way so that this would become an issue again. Because I feel like they were like, there's not enough controversy when it comes to this. Because, like, bro, like, it, it, call it hold one on, way or do, another, do you, hold but on, call hold, it. Hold on, hold on. Do you say controversy? I thought I said controversial. No, because I noticed it last Did week, too. You said controversy instead of controversy. Controversy? Yeah, I'm just roasting you a little bit. The word's controversy. Bro, I not used to contra- have a speech impediment. My S's go sideways. Controversy. There we uh, go. Controversy. Yeah, all right, I guess. You've been I guess saying when con- I'm just speaking fast. Yeah, you've been, you've been saying controversy for the last, like, two weeks, and I just felt like I would roast you on it this time. Hershey. Yeah, I don't know. Hershey chocolate. I don't know. Bite me. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that the Premier League likes to have controversial decisions. Yeah. Because... They like to be talked I, about. They it, like to be in the news cycle. Um, bro, it's what happens. Like, every everyone wants to be talked about. They have humans there for a reason. They would have everything automated to 100% degree accuracy you if they wanted it that way. You can't have everything automated to 100 degree accuracy in football. Well, well, because well not 100, 100%. Because on-field fouls like, still need to be called by a person. But you could... Bro, if you set up enough cameras, you could be able to call that in a Who's going to blow the whistle? Who's going to put the lines down and walk out the tent? They would set a mega horn or something. Who's going to walk the lines out for the wall? 
they could literally have something like spray painted from the ceiling. They like drop something down very similar to camera light and lighting setups. But how much money like, would that, that go cost? Over fields. Like it's not like tennis where um, you can they just have a lot of money. It's not like tennis where you can just run the Hawkeye yeah, system because they do that now. And bro, just drone it. <laughs> Why are you like this? That would actually be fire. Don't even get me wrong. That would be pretty cool. It like, would be put fire. a whistle on a drone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be fire. But back back to the call. I I just like yeah exactly. If the Richarlson offsides was the call, then it was the right call. But they didn't reference the Richarlson exactly. call, so then it should have been a pen. But the outcome was That's... the kick from the Richarlson offsides. So clearly, exactly. So we're my confusion is I think they made the right call. I think the explanation was wrong. Yes, I agree with you. I I think except like Richarlson was offsides in the buildup. Yeah, exactly. Which so means I don't the call yeah, was made yeah, correctly. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you there, but like the fact that they said it wrong does hold some merit. Oh yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Within a game, like if you're directly stating something wrong as a referee, like how are all people the time. actually supposed to understand? They do it all the time in every single sport. I know. I know. Because literally in the NFL, they'll literally just be like. It was something like this way. Yep. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys really don't care. In basketball, they're pretty good about it, but they just tend to do a lot of like hand motions and stuff. Basketball interjection. They just do it. Did you not not see the video of Chris Paul on a podcast talking about how a ref didn't know the rules? Oh, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm talking. What I'm saying is like, like Chris Paul what, what straight up saying? was on a podcast where he's yeah, talking no, no, about no. on the JJ Reddick product podcast. I watched it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking being about. Being able Chris to pick Paul which side you want to take ref. the ball out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I completely agree with you there. Like, Every single sport bots, you look at, but refs don't know like, the rules. Just people, people doing this and stuff. I feel like it's more clear. Like, I, yeah, had exactly. to, I had like to make a high a school full... musical reference when I saw you doing that. Bro, you do a full dance in the NBA. Like, every ref. Like, dude, I don't know if you have ever seen the clip. All right. I, we're so off topic, but I don't know if you've ever seen the clip of the ref who actually is, like, dancing. Oh, I love, I love that ref. I love him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that, they literally do that. So, yeah. like, it's, it's a little obvious in, yeah. like, some cases. So, but, well, like I said, there's personal discrepancies in everything. I'm assuming we're going to have another VAR topic to talk about at some point next week. So, we're just going to slide yeah. into predictions. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a good time. Uh, so, <laughs> so, just to give a little bit of an update, I'm catching up. Yeah. I, I absolutely week last week. peaked last week. So, like, usually yeah. we get five points, six points, you know. I pulled in. Oh, that's probably like our average. Yeah, I pulled. That's what usually means. Average usually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like your average is probably five, six. Mine's like seven, eight. Yeah, I pulled 16 points last week. Yeah. Carl guessed uh, four games right. Four games right on score. Yeah. Like what a week. 
Yeah. Wait, so I only hold on, hold on. one so game, right? Four games right on score and then four correct results. Uh, no, you had more than that. You had one, two, three. You had four additional correct results. That's so what I just said. Four. So I had eight games correct. You had eight total. Yeah, eight yeah. games correct, four but I of did... them with the proper score. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean. I just did the math real quick. Yeah, I did the math looking at the 16 points. But, so, uh. Carl got eight <laughs> points. I got 16. I went from being down, like, 20-something to now I'm only down by 13. Yeah, it's close. Another really good week, and I could be back in this thing. All right, we also have to shout out Val. He had a good week, too. He had uh, Val three had, correct games. Val had 12, right? Three. Yeah, he had 12. So three correct games, like entirely correct, and then three additional correct games. Yeah, next season so, on our set, I'll have Val's totals, but Val joined us late joined in late. predictions, so I'm not going to, you know, put that there. And also, we aren't going to make Val wear his stupid hat, because why would we make Val do that? Well, we might next season. Next season's different, like, yeah. but this season, why the hell would Val have to wear the stupid hat? We started this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right. how do we want to do this? Do you want to read Val? I was going to say, you read Val's this week. I do mine. And, and then, then I go? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Throw this it is, off a little bit. This is weird because I don't usually read Val's predictions, even though we're, exactly. we're in a group chat and I get them also. <laughs> Carl just does it every yep. week. So yep. to run down Val's predictions, starting first, he has uh, Lester 3-1 over Burnley. Burnley's the home side for that. And then sliding. So that's Tuesday. Then sliding to Saturday, March 5th. He has Leicester and Leeds 1-1. Burnley and Chelsea. He has Chelsea 2-0. Aston Villa and Southampton. Just to roast Val a little bit. Written as South Space Hampton. Not Southampton. <laughs> a little bit funny there. But Aston Villa, Southampton. He has 2-2. Norwich versus Brentford. He has uh, 2-1 Norwich. Newcastle, Brighton. He has Newcastle 2-1. He has Wolves 1-0 over Palace, and he has Liverpool 3-1 over West Ham. Moving on to Sunday's games, Val has Arsenal 3-0 over Watford at Vicarage Road. Watford's home, yeah. And he has a 2-1 Manchester Derby in favor of City. Oh, one more. Oh, I know. I just wanted to see your reaction to that real quick. Lastly, he's got Spurs 3-1 over Everton. But I just I wanted to make the Manchester Derby a little bit more dramatic. I, I don't really understand why you only went 2-1 in that one. Um, I'm I'm an optimist, and I still wouldn't even go 2-1 in that. Like, Are you actually going to pick United to lose a match? No. <laughs> I'm going to pick a draw, but like... Something. I mean, that's fair. Something. All right. All right. Here, I'm going to confuse the shit out of you guys real quick. So Val, for some reason, never knows how to read the Premier League website and just go in order of the games. Uh, He always goes to a different source than we go to in order to get our lists. 
So I have a different order of games, but they are the same games. So Burnley, Leicester, I am going to be taking Leicester. Leicester's so bad right now. 2-1. Like, Leicester's just been underwhelming. Then Leicester plays again Saturday against Leeds. They're going to get two wins under the belt. I, I, I think Leeds are going to be a little off with the loss of Bielsa because you aren't going to be goaded after you lose your coach. So 2-1 Leicester. Villa Southampton. I'm riding the Southampton wave heavy. 2-1 uh, yeah, Southampton. Um, That could be a draw easily, but hoping for the latter. Um, or the former. Or the prior. The former, Jesus, I'm an idiot. Uh, That'd be really odd if you predicted a Southampton win and then mentioned a draw and said you were hoping for the draw. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Burnley, Chelsea, uh, taking Chelsea, obviously. Score? uh, 3-1. Cool. Um, Chelsea just haven't been putting up a lot of points, though. They scored a lot of goals at uh, Wembley this weekend. They were just all offside. Yeah. But like in Prem, they really have like they've been all right on they've been good on defense and then all right. So I'm gonna say zero Burnley actually, and then one Chelsea. Okay. I think it's just gonna be one nil, but like a dominant one nil. Newcastle Brighton. I'm taking Newcastle because I hopped on the Brighton wave last week and they let me down. Two one Newcastle. Norwich Brentford. Brentford. Um. Uh, one nil. Yeah, screw it. Uh, Wolves Palace. I'm taking Wolves two one over Palace. Liverpool West Ham. Have to take Liverpool, which I hate to say every time they freaking play, (laughs) except when they play City. Um, three one. Liverpool Watford Arsenal. Arsenal are on a stupid run, but they have a stupid run of 2-1 wins. 2-1. <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> um, shitty Man U. Um, fuck. Um, that just sounded like you called Man U shitty, and that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm playing Man Shitty versus Man U. I'm hating my life. Um, can we turn the camera off real quick, and I can say like a real prediction, and then we give them a fake prediction, or like... No. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um. The the, the draw. One one. Screw it. Hopefully, I'm the biggest optimist, and I'm optimist prime. Um. Spurs Everton. <laughs> um. Spurs. Two one. I, I I don't even know. The this week I'm just pooping myself because Man U's gonna get smacked. All right, cool. My turn. <sighs> so I'm going to take Leicester with a 2-1 win over Burnley, followed by another oh, Leicester right. 2-1 win over Leeds. I'm going to take Villa 2-1 over Southampton. I think it's possible, and I need to make up points. Yep. Uh, I completely agree with you there. Like yeah, That game could go exactly, either exactly. way. Like It's going to be a great game. Like, I, I was Maybe taking, game of the weekend, in my opinion. I was taking Villa all the way, and hearing you take Southampton made me definitely take Villa. I'm going to yeah. take Chelsea 2-0 over Burnley. Fair. 
I'm going to go Newcastle 2-0 over Brighton. I'm going to take Brentford. Did you go 2-1 or did you go 1-0? Because I'm going 2-1. I'm going 2-1. I think Erickson's going to be a little bit more slipped into the side, and I think they might play a little bit better. Yeah. Wolves 2-0 over Palace. Liverpool 3-1 West Ham. Over West Ham, sorry. Um, I got to roll with the Arsenal 2-1. If you don't, you're weird. Like, for some yeah, reason. I, I would absolutely love a draw. I really, really would. But it's going to be 3-1 City. Yeah. You'll be lucky yeah. to get that goal. I will we'll be luckily, lucky to only get three in our net. Are you kidding me? And then I'm going to take Spurs... I'm torn between three nil or two, three one or two nil here. I'm gonna, Halsey. dude. They've been on fire. Kulisevsky's been playing really, really, really well. He's linking up with Kane. So that he's is playing true. Well. That is true. Like I've been, Kane's starting to implement yeah. into the side a lot more. Yeah, Sun's raised in the stats. I'm gonna go two nil. I'm gonna go you two know? nil. Yeah. I'm going to actually do one thing. Um, I'm changing my prediction to 3-1 for Spurs. Because you mentioned that, I forgot entirely about the implementation of Kane, despite us saying that he was going to be the current player of the year this year. Well, we said uh, Golden no, Boot. We not didn't the player of the year. year. Golden Boot. Yeah. yeah. KDB was our player of the year. Yeah. Whatever. But for our Golden Boot to be Harry Kane... And him to actually start to be implemented, like I do have faith in him, in the man. I don't think he's a trash player. So against Everton, who had a good week last week, having two good weeks in a row is really hard, especially if you're a shit side. Yep. So we'll see. Yep. I think that wraps up predictions. And yeah, that wraps up predictions and um wraps up this episode. What folks. are you holding? A ball. I thought it was a balloon. I fucking wish it was a balloon. Balloons are lit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna wrap up this week. Thanks for tuning in. Yep, yep. Yeah. Love talking footy for you guys. It's a great time. We'll be back next Much week. Love and Adios. See you guys next week. Peace. Adios. <laughs> Talk over each other united. <laughs> <laughs>